Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Mike, we have a lot to get to tonight, and I don't want to hear a word about Kentucky Wildcats in the draft. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Friday, June 25th, this transmission coming from Indianapolis, Indiana, we are Red vs. Blue, let's go Mike, hey everybody and welcome to Red vs. Blue High Stakes Fantasy Radio, wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night, we've got big news tonight, we're going to be talking high stakes fantasy football for all the listeners and we've got the crew at Red vs. Blue, the chat room is already buzzing, because we have some news, Mike, tonight. We are going to be breaking down the draft slot for the, the the first Red versus Blue Fantasy Football Guys Players Championship. We're really excited about that contest, the online championship, where they'll be awarding $50,000, Mike. And as always, I'm joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mike, there is no Kentucky Wildcat action uh, talk allowed tonight, sir. <laughs> Well, uh, first off, thank you, Scott, and uh, it's uh, great to be a part of uh, Red versus Blue uh, Fantasy Sports Talk Radio. Um, you know, I'm going to start this out. You're going to have to give me about three minutes, real quick. Three oh, minutes. Uh, oh, come on. I'm not. I'm not going to turn off any listeners because, uh, first off, I cannot wait until we draw for uh, for this uh, draft for the fantasy. Uh, uh, the Football Guys Players Championship uh, with Lenny, Darren, uh, Ollie, Lou, Wayne, uh, uh, John Duckworth, all of them. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how how that pans out, and uh, you know I'm just looking forward to that. But I got to talk about two things real quick. No, I'll make that three. I'm going to make it three minutes. First off, uh, University of Kentucky had five players go in the first round of the NBA draft. First time it's ever been done in in the history of the NBA draft. Now, oh. what does that mean? Well, that means that uh, John Calipari, he's a good car salesman. He does well. I mean, he knows what he's doing there. Uh, the, the second thing that I want to talk about is uh, the USA World Cup soccer. Uh, oh. I'm going there. I'm going there. Uh, no, no, no. no. I need three minutes. I need three minutes. I need three minutes. I need three minutes, so I've got about a minute and a half to go. Uh, I'm really rooting for the USA and the World Cup soccer. I don't get into it that much, uh, like we talked last week, but uh, I'm rooting for them to beat Ghana, for goodness sake, uh, just just win win a match. Uh, The third thing that I want to touch on is the tennis match that I witnessed this past week 
will never be duplicated ever again in in anything. I, I'm an avid sports fan. I follow sports no matter what it is. But I have never in my life seen a tennis match like this go to the fifth set, 70 to 68. That is incredible. Those two athletes were were off the charts. It could have been a, flu, a freak of nature. It, it, it's the way things happen. But when you're enthralled in something, you get enthralled in something, and that's just the way it was with me. I got enthralled to it. Three days, 11 hours, five minutes. Kudos to those guys because they laid it all out all the time, and there is no time limit in tennis, and that's what, uh, I don't know, that's what made it kind of special. And uh, But let's move on. Well, you managed to cover the off-limit off Kentucky Wildcats soccer and tennis all in the same show. This is going to be a good one. 347-324-5404 is the number. Feel free to call and ask us anything you got. Uh, we, we, we do want to uh, talk about a couple of topics before we get too far ahead of ourselves. Uh, by the way, we are streaming live on thefantasysportschannel.com. You can also reach them real quick when you're online and you want to check in out all the fantasy news, fsc.fm. We're part of the Friday night festivities here at Blog Talk Radio. Thanks to the guys, uh, Mark Ronick and the guys at Fantasy Sports Channel. We thank those guys for all the hard work. Okay, Mike, we've got uh, several uh, several news items to get to real quick. Before we get to those draft slots, we've got a, a, a huge crew of Red versus Blue here. The, the crew, the chat room, we affectionately call them uh, here at uh, Red versus Blue. They're, uh, they're ready to get these draft slots for this Football Guy Player Championship, and we are going to bring on Alice Paganowski from – uh, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. He will be coming on to draw those draft slots with us live tonight for those 12 individuals. We will talk about those guys here in a little bit. But first, I want to get to these, uh, the, the Fantasy Football Open Championship. We've, we've been there. We've been talking about it for a while. The FPA broke the news, and, and one of the biggest stories of the year uh, when we broke uh, what was going on with the FFOC. Several of the winners did get uh, letters and checks today, Mike. They promised the, that they would get uh, some of those winners paid, uh, the $180 cash winners. And uh, today, uh, one of the guys on the board uh, posted, uh, Glenn X. I'm going to read that post. It says, Dear Glenn, as you're likely aware, in light of our prior notification on FFOC.com, Poise to Stomp Sports was forced to make the regrettable decision to shut down its game for the upcoming 2010 season. Blah, blah, blah. Prior to closing our doors, we've done our best to reward all of the previous winners, including, for example, paying the $180 cash prize to the 136 C2 League winners who opted to take a 2010 Tier 3 entry in lieu of monetary consideration. Blah, blah, blah. We want to thank all of you who have played in our leagues and hope that you, we offered you some excitement. Sincerely, Poised to Stomp, Inc. Now, Mike, the checks are written from the Bank of Nova Scotia. The check is from Poise to Stop, and uh, the, the signature, we can't uh, get a read on that signature. It's not like uh, it's not like we're going to be able to figure out who exactly cut those checks out. The officers have not been returning our calls. Uh, we're still worried about, obviously, the million-dollar winner. Will they get? Will he get that $700,000? For some reason, no one has been able to uh, contact him as of yet. That is uh, uh, anyone that we have talked to. We've got feelers out there all across the industry uh, wanting to get updates on him. We're worried and concerned that he, you know, he will get that money. That would be a huge disappointment if not. And then you've got tons and tons, if not hundreds, of players that were waiting on free entries this year. Some, right, some ones have been paid in multiple, and those are not being paid out, Mike. So this this story continues to develop, and we just have to yeah. sit back and watch because there's not a lot we can do. Right, Scott. And, uh, you know, something, uh, talking about the checks, uh, were they signed by the same uh, same individual as they were last year? It sounds like maybe they were, uh, but uh, in different handwriting on who they were made out to. Uh, you know, I, I, I checked out the post. I've, I've been looking at it. Uh, the free entries, it sounds like uh, that, uh, that they might try to push this underneath the table like uh, or brush it under the rug, so to speak. That uh, you know, well, we're, we're not going to worry about the free entries, uh, this and that. But uh, you know, they got to they got to be accountable for all of it, all of it, every single thing. Whether it's a free entry, a uh, million dollars, obviously, uh, got to be accountable for that. And uh, it sounds like they're trying to, uh, you know, 
make it right, but at the end of the day, it's it's not going to be right. It's not going to be right because it's it's going on and on and on. Mike, I want to get to the uh, the keep keep rolling here through the industry. We've got a lot of guys in the chat room here. Lance showed up. Uh, keep keep rolling on that uh, that new lifestyle, Lance, buddy. We're rooting for you. Uh, we've we've just got a full chat room tonight. Uh, let speaking of FFOC, let let's move to the uh, National Fantasy Football Championship, the fourteen team Ultimate League, Mike. That's the league uh, that, that's set to compete for the, with the $5,000 entry fee, Mike. That's Sunday, September 5th uh, at 1 p.m. in Vegas at the Bellagio. That league is now full. There are no entries left. It was a $5,000 entry fee. Our good friend of the program, Glenn Schroeder, will be in that league. Uh, he, he's going to be facing up against several of the other well-known names in the sport, Mike Jules McClain. We've had her on the show as well. Chad Schroeder, a friend of our program. Uh, one of the former football or fantasy uh, football players championship winners of the $75,000. Joe Jefferson, my quick six, is in this league also. $5,000 entry fee. Again, uh, he's in that uh, high-stakes dynasty league that we're in and, and doing a great job. Mark Moyer from DraftSharks.com will be there. Uh, Mike, this draft is shaping up to be fan, uh, you know, a, a, a who's who in, in the high-stakes world. It's a 14-teamer, first-place prize of $31,000. There's also a chance to win another ten thousand based on the head-to-head champ, five grand there, and the total points champ gets five grand. That's after week thirteen. So this is a big league. They're yeah. paying out a record ninety-four and a half percent on this league, Mike. Fourteen teamer. The ultimate league is filled. Well, I, you know, Scott, that the fourteen teamer. Uh, that's the one that uh, you, I, you know, we all try to master. It's a very hard thing to do, and you know to. Uh, Pony up five thousand uh, to do that and uh, try to get a hold of it. Uh, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's very tough. Uh, it's challenging. Uh, it it makes the best uh, even better. And uh, it, it's a hard thing to do, but it's a fun thing to do. And uh, you know, go for it. And uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try to tackle that NFFC uh, fourteen teamer um, with you maybe this uh, this year, but. It's a hard thing. A fourteen teamer versus a twelve teamer, big difference. Yeah, and, it, and when you draft twelve all all year round, that fourteen teamer makes it, uh, it it's it's very very difficult to pull off. So, uh, but I did want to bring that up. I thought that was newsworthy. We've also got uh, more information here. Uh, the Fantasy Football Players Championship is expecting an announcement on their back end provider in the couple coming days. I know we've been talking about this and looking at it closely. Uh, you know, it's, the situation's been a long time coming with the struggles there now at um, My Fantasy League. So you, you've got some options. You got My Fantasy League. You got RT Sports. You got FanStar. You got all these other, uh, you know, options. We're, we're wanting to find out an update there. We're looking at that closely because it is so important. Uh, the, the software that you use after we've experienced so many problems in this industry in the past with the wrong software and. We've seen waivers run at the wrong time, and then uh, you know there's there's people in the chat room that remember that quite well. So, you know. We've got uh, – it's a very important decision when uh, when you have this software. You know, it is confirmed also to uh, – not to change subject song in life, but King of Queens, our very own King of Queens, Glenn Schroeder, will be on the show next Friday night uh, to discuss this Platinum League and his draft strategy. So for all those wanting to listen to Glenn, one of the most accomplished players in the business, uh, you'll, you'll definitely want to tune in next Friday night for that, Mike. Cool. That, that, that sounds awesome, uh, Glenn. Glenn's been very successful. He's been on the show, uh, shoot, uh, two or three times and uh, does does a great job, and uh, we look forward to it. We also have a uh, report that we're releasing uh, this week today in Fantasy from Football Guys. Uh, we're going to be releasing our full interview over at the Fantasy Players Association website, Mike. Uh, we're going to be releasing the full interview that we had with David Dodds on the site this week. I've been blown away with this thing, Mike. Todayinfantasy.com. Uh, it's an incredible product for quick player research. They should have called it something about quick, uh, just lightning fast. I mean, you, you pull up a store, you type in a name, that guy's name is there, and you see expert uh, writer articles. You know, writer content is what this thing's all about, and our very own Rich McClellan, the managing editor at uh, the Fantasy Players Association, sat down with David Dodds this week, and you will not want to miss this interview. Mike, have you checked it out? Yeah, have I you mean, checked out today in Fantasy, yet, Mike. Do what? I'm sorry. 
Have you checked out today in fantasy? It's the new. Uh, it's the, basically the Google search engine for uh, fantasy information. No, I have not, but I'm going to right now. Todayinfantasy.com. Very easy to use. Uh, any player that you want to research, you type in the name, and we've got a full interview coming out with that. I think you guys are going to really like it. I think it's a game changer for us fantasy players. We we need information. We need it quick. We need it fast. We've been doing a lot of. We've learned all of our techniques here. We 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 search for news and news articles and things like that, and sort by date rather than relevance, and you get the new upcoming stories. But you really have to look check out today in fantasy, and we will be talking about that uh, later this week. Um, when we release that report. Okay, Mike, besides the other uh, story that we have, we're going to be, we're going to be joined by Alex Kaganowski here in about five minutes to draw for those live FPC draft lots. That's what everybody's here for tonight. That's what they want to hear. So we're going to be drawing for those here in about five minutes. Uh, but, but what I wanted to bring up uh, was a couple of news items from around the NFL right now, Mike. If, you, if you've been watching, uh, <laughs> There, there's several stories about players. You know, Steve Smith this week. That was a um, that's a, that's a big issue for Steve Smith fans, especially for those guys that just drafted him in dynasty leagues, and they're expecting a big year. But team doctors for the Panthers informed coaches that Steve Smith should sit out ten weeks to heal his recently broken arm. Mike, he he had the surgery on Sunday night, so the ten week process begins. But he'll likely miss all of training camp. They say he's going to be fine for the start of the season, Mike. I'm not, you know what? I, I'm really not concerned. Uh, I think he'll be he'll be ready. Uh, you know, a, a veteran like him, he'll be ready by the time uh, week one starts. Uh, missing training camp that is a big deal. But uh, I, you know, I'm really not too concerned about that. Uh, you know, because it's going to be hard for him to get on the same page with Matt Moore or whoever may be the QB. But uh, you know he's a he's he's a professional and uh, is he, is he still a top is he still a top twelve is he still a top twelve redraft wide receiver? Oh, I think so, absolutely. Okay. Well, I think that's what everybody wants to do when when you're drafting those wide receivers. You've got an elite tier there, and when it starts to fall down and, and you, you you're you're around the Sidney Rice, Colston, Steve Smith area, you want to know if Steve Smith is still in that tier or you jump positions. Uh, well, I want to ask you Real quick, Scott, I want to ask you this. Uh, he's been catching a lot of flack. Uh, did he do the wrong thing? Did he do uh, something that wasn't the uh, professional way to do it, playing uh, fly football? What do you think? No, you know what? You could fall down the stairs, man. You know what I mean? Things happen these days. You just got, you just got to move on. I'm more interested, really, Mike, what's going to happen. Who is the receiving threat for the – who are the receiving threats for the Panthers? It's a run-first team. Smith is pretty much it. Now, our boy Gary Barnes is a tight end. I think he's going to have a year. You're going to have to have a deep dynasty league to roster him, obviously. But you know what? I remember when Brent Selleck was only rostered in deep dynasty leagues, and nobody was picking him up. If you, unless you had like a 26, maybe 30-man roster, you weren't rostering Selleck in his rookie or second year. You had to wait for the breakout. If you want to wait for the breakout, go ahead, but you're going to pay top bidding dollars for it. Gary Barnage, Matt Moore likes this guy, and Barnage has already moved past Rosario, and he's moved past uh, the other guy, can't think of his name. He's already at the top of the depth chart, so watch yeah. out for Gary Barnage, a Louisville product, Mike, at tight end. Now, let, let me move on real quick. The other receiving threat that I want to talk about, you know, Dwayne Jarrett, he's been such a big letdown. We like Brandon LaFell here at Red vs. Blue. He's a 23-year-old rookie from LSU. He's behind Dwayne Jarrett, Mike, but he'll get an opportunity to win this job. I know you're an SEC fan, and you've seen this kid. He, I saw him make lots of plays in the SEC, Mike, 11 TDs last year. Did you see him? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he can really uh, he can get it done. He's electrifying. Yeah, I, I like him. And we also like they, – they drafted another uh, rookie wide receiver, Mike, Armani Edwards. Now, they're reportedly these two guys – forget Dwayne Jarrett, okay? These two guys are already turning heads in minicamp. John Clayton from ESPN – calls that converted quarterback. Edwards, the steal of the draft, Mike. I mean, that's huge words coming from John Clayton. Listen, this kid, uh, Armani Edwards, the numbers on this kid from Division One AA, uh, they now call that the FCS, the football championship subdivision, right? Carolina traded up this year to get this guy. They traded a second-round pick in 2011 to the Patriots for the right to draft this kid in the third round. He was the most decorated player in Division One AA history, okay? Appalachian State quarterback, now wide receiver. 
He ranked second in one double-A history with 14,000 yards of total offense behind only Steve McNair, Mike. Steve McNair was the only one that ever had more yards to him for, than him. And, uh, and, well, and it was broke down with like 10,000 passing yards and 4,000 rushing yards. This kid is basically, he's under six foot. He's very agile, skillful, Mike. He runs. He runs like the wind. This kid is speed four four. Okay, so just be looking. Dynasty players out there, if you want to, you want to kind of jump on things, and that's a story for you. Armani Edwards. He was a quarterback, but now I think he's moved as, as a, it's to a wide receiver. So just watch yeah, these guys. Especially if Steve Smith doesn't heal, there's nobody else to catch the ball, Mike. Well, he's going to be a wide out. And uh, one thing about it, when we were talking about uh, the draft while it was happening. Uh, you were the one that actually told me what John Clayton had reported, that, that you, you might want to pick up on this guy because he's not going to be a quarterback in the NFL. He's going to be a, he's going to be a wideout. And he's already proven it, or he's already shown uh, to the team that uh, that's what he wants to be and that's, that's what they're going to make him, uh, make him be. And, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how that uh, shapes out uh, yeah. as far as uh, who's going to – take up Steve, Steve Smith. Uh, I'm not going to give up on Dwayne Jarrett yet, but they've got a lot of holes to fill, and it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. Well, let's move on. Uh, we've got Alex Kaganofsky coming up here in just a minute for the uh, going to be releasing the Football Guys Players Championship slots on the Red versus Blue podcast. That's going to be a live draft where we're commentating that thing pick by pick. That's coming up here in just a few minutes, so hang tight. Uh, Mike, listen, everybody's talking about this kid. It's another rookie story. I love talking rookies. David Best, the impressive coach again, man. Jim Schwartz loves this kid. He's eating up the playbook. Uh, they're going to create so many ways for the guy, for to get this kid the ball. And, you know, Kevin Smith is really out of the picture. It's going to take a while for him to get back. Listen, Mike, I have a few high-ranking players that I discuss this with on a daily basis. And, and I think I'm a believer. Now, we've been telling you about this kid since the draft. I took him in the late second in my dynasty draft over at, uh, football, or at FFPC, the 1250. Now, he's going in redrafts around running back 20 right now. But you can't count on that in your draft. Like in Genesis, I saw him go as early as running back 14. So if you want him, you better go get him. This offense might just explode this year with Java Best. Yes, uh, you know – at first, I, I, I wasn't that high on job at best. Uh, the more I'm thinking about it and the more I'm looking at him, uh, you know, throwing out the injury and things like that, uh, the guy is NFL ready. There's a lot of players out there, uh, running backs, wide receivers, uh, and some quarterbacks that are they're NFL ready. They could care less about college. You have to do the college uh, deal to make you NFL ready. But there's some of them that just want to jump right into the NFL because they are NFL ready. Javon Best is NFL ready, and uh, he can he, he can impress. Impress with the best is what I've been hearing. So, well, Mike, I think we're I think we're going to be. Uh oh, what's that? What is that? Championship draft. All right. 
do it. Yeah, and and, and Alex, uh, Mike, I think Alex is still waiting on your uh, your entry here for uh, the SFPC. So I know you, you're you're getting you're working on that. Okay, My, Alex, let's let's talk about this real quick. The uh, the draft that we're going to be having uh, the Football Guys Players Championship. It's a big deal. We're uh, we're we're really excited to be uh, working this draft and to be commentating it as we go as it moves along uh, for this draft. It's a Friday night. Uh, August uh, 5th, Friday, August 5th at 10 p.m. And so basically what will happen is we'll be drafting for about an hour. I don't know. That will give us, uh, I don't know, last time we did that for about an hour. We might even go live a little bit early that night, maybe 1030 or something, get a couple of rounds under our belt, and then we'll kick in with the live commentary pick by pick and be taking calls from anybody in the draft. And uh, this has been a big hit every time we've done it. And uh, so we expect a, expect a nice crowd and good participation. But, We've got we've got a big crowd in this draft, uh, Alex. I don't know what happened, but the the names just started coming out of nowhere. The the, the big names to to join this draft, and it's now you know I feel like we're what are we doing beating ourselves up here in this league? Yeah, it, it seems like anytime you you uh, you introduce the red versus blue commentary draft, they all want to jump in. They really they know they're going to draft against the other big boys, but uh, it, it's a really fun time. By the way, it's, it's August sixth, Friday, August sixth. Okay, uh, August sixth. Yeah. yeah, but but it's always a blast. I mean, last year was awesome. Uh, I think we did three last year, and uh, and uh, you know people just uh, talked about it. Can't I mean you had people into calling in players drafting, drafting. and calling right. in while they're drafting. I mean, you know who does that? That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, I tried that uh, for the Genesis draft this year, and it was a bear. And my team reflected it. So this year, I have brought in. Uh, I have brought in a respected uh, veteran from Football Guys, uh, Perry Van Hook. So he will be joining uh, Red versus Blue this year. I think our team name is going to be Hook's Legacy. So let's go ahead and – are we going to be doing these draft blocks live? you pull them out of a hat? What, what's going on? Tell us what, what, the, what the room looks like, what the, what the team names are. What are they written on? What are you pulling them out on? Give us, give us an inside look. All right, well, I have a highly sophisticated scientific method here uh, that I've okay. been using from last Good. year, uh, as, as you know. But uh, for those that, that are listening for the first time and are listening, we uh, pull these out. Uh, what I have is uh, 12 pieces of, uh, of uh, ripped-up paper that are crumbled up uh, <laughs> where I scribbled the names, uh, and, and they must be scribbled. It cannot be, it cannot be any other script. So it must be scribbled names on these 12 pieces of paper, and I will, and I will actually pick them up with my two fingers, open them up, and read them to you on the air, and that will be the the draft slot. I, I prefer to be at the back of the draft this year. I love I love wide receiver strategy. Get my running backs later. So, uh, but you know what? Hey, let let let's get it let's get it rolling. So, uh, what, how, how do we do this? What when you pull a name out, what what does that represent? Does that represent 12, and we go up to one, or? Yes, let's do it that way. Let's start with 12 and uh, and go up to one. So whenever you're ready for number 12, I'll uh, pull it out right now. Let's do it. No no time like the present. Here we go. Number 12, Football Guys Players Championship, red versus blue commentary draft. Here we go. All right. There you go. I'm opening up, uncrumbling the piece of paper. And uh, pick number 12 is Ali Rakowitz, Army of Darkness. Ollie, of yeah. and an experienced drafter, been around since the very beginning of the day. Played WCFF one and has been around FFPC since the beginning as well. Uh, big time football guy. Uh, oh yeah, just a, just a great guy. Army of Darkness, yeah, Ollie Redakovich, the twelfth. Yeah, I played against Ollie in uh, some seventy sevens, and uh, he's uh, he's always prepared, always ready. All right, let's move. Let, let's keep him rolling. All right. We've only got an hour show here. Pick number 11. <laughs> Pick number 11 is Scott Atkins and Perry Van Hook. Hey, hey, you know what? Hey, that, that, that's not bad. Positive on this. I was, just, I was just talking about being at the end of the draft. That's kind of where I wanted to be this year. So, you know, I'll take it. I, I like it. I hope Perry likes it. I haven't talked to Perry about it at all, but, oh, well, he, it's going to have to do. All right, yeah. we're at number 11. Okay. Uh, number 10, that is, coming up. Uh, number 10 pick is Lenny Papano, DraftSharks.com. 
Number 10 is Lenny Papano from DraftSharks.com. If you haven't checked out the site, go over to DraftSharks.com and, and see what all's going on over there. The founder of the World Championship Fantasy Football. The godfather, as I'd like to call him. <laughs> all right, pick number nine. Here it comes. He's in the chat room, too, by the way. I just saw him. He's in there. Yep, he's here. Yeah, I think he passed out after you he heard his uh, 10th. Number He's, he's going to be drafted by me all night. He's going to hate that. <laughs> all right, here comes pick number nine, uh, Wayne Ellis, Colts fan. All right, Wayne Ellis is a very – man, he was having such a heck of a year last year. Everywhere he was playing, we brought him in. It was a run that we haven't – I mean, it's very incredible. He was he was like top five in three of the high-stakes main events. It was it was just an incredible year for Wayne. He had, he had a very good year. Yeah, I remember that. He From was, Evansville. Yeah, he was at the top of the uh, – of the leaderboards of all the main events. Uh, pick number eight is uh, Mark Manzo, Olympic drinking team number three. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, finding out more about Mark. It's not a name that I recognize, but, uh, of course, I don't know. <laughs> I know a very small percentage of the population here. But Mark Manzo, Olympic drinking team uh, number three. He must have got the three-pack. You can get the three-pack and get the discount. Uh, and you get a three-year subscription to Football Guys. He's got the number eight pick in this draft, Mark. I hope you're listening. All right. Um, pick number seven is uh, Lou Tranquilli, BFDFantasyFootball.com. All right, Lou with the seven pick. Lucky number seven for Lou Tranquilli, BFDFantasy.com. Uh, he has a show every Wednesday night. you got to check it out over at uh, Blog Talk Radio. All right, pick number six. We have John Duckworth, War Kittens, pick number six. Mike, you know Johnny. You know you know yeah, John, John Duckworth. Yeah, John's uh, he, he's a, he's a veteran of the industry. Uh, he he does a great work and uh, he he knows how to uh, he knows how to pick them and uh, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting with him and that sixth slot on who he's going to take. I'm just interested on the next five. John won uh, the playoff pool, by the way, last year. It was, uh, yes, he did. Yeah, he had he had Joe Adai and uh, his guy from New Orleans with a Drew Brees. Joe Adai and Drew Brees. All right, pick number five. We have Vince Barkman, Team Greenwood Invincibles. I'm not sure if Vince, uh, you know, can any of you guys, uh, is he new to this league or? Well, I think I think Vince and um, 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 pick number eight, uh, Mark Manzo. I believe uh, these are players coming uh, from the Football Guys, uh, FootballGuys.com website. Uh, that's so great. We don't know we don't know much about them, but uh, hopefully we will we will soon. Well, that's great. We're we're, we're getting ready to, and uh, congrats to Vince uh, getting the fifth pick and and uh, being a part of the team. That's great. Yeah, the fifth pick is a crucial pick in the draft. If you have, obviously, the top four are going to be the running backs, and maybe the fifth pick is a wide receiver. But I have seen wide receivers like Andre Johnson uh, slip up into that top four, which basically that five pick is the beneficiary of that, and you're getting one of those stud elite running backs, Adrian Peterson, Jones, Drew, Ray Rice, or Chris Johnson. Uh, obviously, you know, as the draft days go closer and Chris Johnson doesn't sign, we'll probably start to see that. You know, ticked down ever so slightly. He's he's unanimous number one right now, but uh, we'll, we'll see. No, I think I did see Vince on the football guy, or the FFPC boards. Uh, you know, uh, coming on here, so I think he has made his presence over at the FFPC boards. Vince with the five pick. Excellent. All right, here come the top four picks. Uh, at pick number four, we have Henry Muto, Chimeras, Team Chimeras. Yeah, Henry Muto. Now this is a name we've been seeing on the message boards. He's he's got a lot of opinions on Dynasty and playing those very complex Dynasty drafts. This guy's a very serious drafter. Uh, anybody that plays those IDP leagues and all those deep leagues, those guys have to be a, student, a real student of the game to be able to keep up with that stuff. So, Mike, could you imagine having to draft not only offensive players but defensive too? What in the, where do you find room in your, in your head for that stuff? I know. Um, I mean, that's got to be crazy. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of them that do that, and uh, that just, uh, you know, it, it makes you uh, more versatile in uh, what, you're, what you're talking about and what you're getting ready to do. I mean, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, Henry. Henry's definitely opinionated, but uh, he's been uh, joining joining some of our uh, FFPC leagues, so I'm 
pretty happy about about that that he 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 uh he thinks of us uh enough to join to play us so um that's awesome uh pick number three goes to Armand Rose murder incorporated okay. oh what what is he calling his team name uh he's he's murder incorporated but uh you know people know him as Cotrax on the board. Yeah, yeah, Ormond, uh very, very good player. We, Mikey was up in Chicago uh, with us uh, this year. Ormond Rose, co-tracks with the three pick. You know he's got to be happy to get one of those back. Now he's questioning what's going to be there for him when he comes back at 2-10 and 3-3. You know, the 2-10 spot, Mike, and Alex, I'll let you comment on this too. When you're at the 2-10, and Alex, I'll start with you, you can really watch what that one and two have done and kind of, predict what you need to do with that position because you've only got four picks in between you. You can you can really get a feel for what, what position you should take first. Before. It's a very important part of drafting. Yeah, it is. And as a matter of fact, a couple of years back or a few years back, uh, somebody suggested that uh, it's a good place to um, to possibly skip a pick, actually, maybe <laughs> part of the strategy. So I, I've never used that strategy. I'm simply not smart enough, but, but I heard it, it may work. Oh, you you, you got to be a genius to figure that one out, man. Yeah, but yeah, it, All right. it, it is cool. I, I I actually I have uh, on my uh, on my sheets when I draft. If I'm drafting a two three or ten uh, nine ten, I have what I call draft uh, track the hook, where I I basically track track what uh, position uh, players have been drafted by the team in between my picks. So yeah, I definitely use that uh, use that strategy pretty. Uh, 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 pretty consistently, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike, I know you. We've talked about this before. When you're on the turn, right there around the two or the three, you've got to be watching those guys on the turn just to kind of feel for for what you need to do. Absolutely, you got to know the trend. Uh, you got to know what's happening. Uh, the one thing you don't want to get sucked into the trend because you know if if you hear uh, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, or running back, running back, running back, then Next thing you know, all we're looking at is that pick, that pick. It could be that running back pick when we're losing sight of the fact that uh, there could be a running back or a wide receiver that could be uh, out there that we should take. And, uh, you know, that that turn and trends. Trends and drafts are, uh, are they just, they, they, they eat you up. Yeah. Alex, uh, you know, Something that always surprises me in my industry when we do the fundraising, you always take for granted the things you know that are simple and basic. But a lot of times you find out that other people don't do the things that you do that make your business successful. And, I, and, and so to use that analogy in this drafting, and this, and, you know, just something that we consider very simple to think about, what percentage of the drafters do you think, let's just take for instance in your contest, what, what, what percentage of the drafters do you think actually – Take advantage of those type uh, that that particular strategy. Oh, I, I I mean, as far as the FFPC goes, I I don't know. I, I would say it's. Uh, I think now that we're, you know, close to ten years into the high stakes um, industry, uh, and and with so much information out there, uh, so many people discussing strategies. I'm not talking about just player information, but just strategy discussion and theory and and every year you know people constantly talking about you know how they're going to draft and you know what type of uh you know how how long they're going to wait for this pick how long they're waiting for that pick and all these different strategies i I think at this point in time uh you know it's it's everyone has is pretty much aware i would not everyone but i think most people pretty much know what they're doing and uh you know obviously you have the new players coming in and you know from the local leagues and and they, you know, they may not uh, be privy to everything, but uh, you know, if they if they sign up to a couple of websites, you know, who are uh, uh, offering these uh, these uh, insights, this type of insight, I think they'll catch on pretty quickly. So, so I think it's it's probably a large percentage. You're listening to Alex Kaganowski from the Football Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, myffpc.com. We're, we're announcing the live draft slots for the Football Guys Players Championship, uh, the Red vs. Blue commentary draft. that will be happening on August 6th, Friday night, August 6th at 10 p.m. We, we've gotten down 10 names. We've got two more to go. But, but one thing I want to talk about with that strategy, Alex, is a lot of times, though, the, here, here's where it's fundamentals that kick in. You know, you're, at the, you're a free throw line. You're, you're, you're a shooter. If you shoot 1,000 shots, 
you're going to be a, you're going to you're going to remember that strategy, right? But if, when you're in the heat of the moment and you only have a minute and a half and the draft is real, these are the things that you have to almost embed in yourself so that you don't forget. Because especially when time is short, I mean, 30 minutes, a minute per pick, this is. It's very easy to forget the basics, what you need to do and what, you know, and then a lot of times the more experienced drafters, that's why you see those mistakes not happening as frequently because they've been through this so many times that it's like second nature to look there, whereas, you know, other younger drafters that don't have that experience on the clock and being in that time situation of such a short period of time, uh, they may not have that same experience to rely on. Yeah, I think that um... – because I feel that uh, when I do my first draft of the year, I feel like I'm a rookie, and I think <laughs> that's what you know, yeah. I really do. And I yeah, think absolutely. I think what helps you is getting those early drafts, and, and they don't necessarily have to be early like May or June. But you know, at some point, whenever it's, you feel comfortable, you have to you know do those early drafts. The maybe you know the $150, the $77 in, in our case, the FFPC, and. Uh, uh, and just you know, just get your feet wet, and and I think, you know, when it comes time to uh, for the main events, you know, you all it all becomes second nature, and all those kind of all those draft trends and strategies, uh, you know, they, you really don't have to think much about them. They they kind of they come naturally. Well, I totally agree, Alex. Uh, the, you know, when you my first draft last year, I, I remember was in uh, it was in July sometime. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, I'm drafting, I'm looking at what everybody else is drafting, going through it. And uh, when the draft was over with, I mean, there was a ton of mistakes that I made. And then the very next draft I made, I was like, okay, I corrected those mistakes and uh, moved on. Uh, but you, you, do, you do create uh, some, uh, some problems there with your first draft because you're like, well, I think I know what I want, and then after that first second draft is done, then you really know what you want. And uh, I'd say by by the first of August, if if, if you're ready to go, uh, in my that's just my case. Uh, then if you're not ready by the first of August, then you're not going to be ready, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try. I, I try to correct in my main event last year. I try to correct uh, passing on Ray Rice, but uh, couldn't. <laughs> Yeah. All right, let's let, let's move. We've got two picks left: uh, Darren Armani of FantasyMojo.com and Ed Nolan, Gridiron Irishman. Uh, these two picks—they're uh, gonna be happy either way. So let's uh, let's find out who gets what. All right, pick number two is Darren Armani, FantasyMojo.com. Mike, you know all about uh, Darren Armani and the Fantasy Mojo Pros versus Joes contest. We led the way just about the entire season. Uh, in our league of 12 and, uh, you know, tanked there on the last three weeks of the season to take, like, third place, I think, in our league. But we're in that league again this year, the Pros versus Joes Challenge. Uh, we're representing the pros. I don't know why. I think uh, we, we feel more like Joes most of the time. But we are, we are we are representing the pros because we have the FantasyPlayersAssociation.com. Uh, we're going to be giving away jerseys, the FPA official jerseys, for any Joe that can beat us in our league. So we can give up the six jerseys away for free this year, Mike. Uh, the new right. FTA jerseys look very hot. Yeah, it, it does, and uh, I can't wait. Uh, by the way, it's a large. Uh, I can't wait, uh, you know, to uh, be a part of that. Uh, I hope I'm, I hope I'm getting picked out, but there's a lot of Joes out there that, uh, that are, uh, you know, they're formidable as well. So th- there's a lot of Joes that are coming at you pros. All right, Alex. So number one, I guess uh, that that makes it pretty simple here. Yeah, Ed Nolan, Gridiron Irishman, is uh, the number one pick. Ed Gridiron Irishman, a very good uh, friend of the program, listener to the show, and he gets the number one pick in this um, in this Football Guys Players Championship draft. I, you would think he's got to be pretty happy about that. This is so ironic. He's got to be happy about it. Uh, I was watching a baseball game earlier today, and uh, the Reds were wearing a uh, Cincinnati Reds were wearing green caps, and it was uh, I, they were having some kind of Irish holiday. And uh, so uh, Ed Nolan, Gridiron Irishman, well, first pick, Chris Johnson, you got it, buddy. <laughs> oh boy, 
All right. Well, Alex, thank you for joining us. Uh, listen, before you go, uh, Football Guys uh, Players Championship, we've got those slots in the books. Everybody uh, found out their slots here tonight. Uh, you guys are, are getting ready to break a uh, break some news, and I know you uh, you posted on your message board that you guys have some uh, contractual things, legal things that are still tying up. But the back-end provider, there, there's, there's got to be a story there that you're just wanting to, to tell us all about what's been going on here and, and, and here we are, start of July, and we and we almost July here, and we don't have that uh, announced yet. But it sounds like things are are nearing completion here. Yeah, you know we're close, and uh, we're. I mean, all right, I'll, I'll I'll be quite blunt. I have the contract sitting right in front of me, and it's just a, a matter of a couple of faxes back and forth just to to make sure that it's finalized. But uh, until until it is, I, I really cannot disclose it and. And I know that it's it's kind of strange for some some players who've been, you know, asking the question. But but trust me when I tell you it, that this is the way it has to be done. And and when it is done, then I, I will definitely speak much freely about it. And I'll I'll actually I'll gladly discuss the process as well. Uh, but but at this point in time, I, I just need to make sure that the ink the ink has dried uh, before before I talk anymore. Well, that's understandable, and, and you know, uh, we, we've enjoyed using My Fantasy League. I've been a big fan of My Fantasy League, but using it for years, um, and uh, it's, worked, it's worked well. Blind bidding is a very important piece, though, um, and everybody's works just a little bit different. You've got to be very careful about that, I would imagine, because, uh, you know, that's a very important piece here to the players, because blind bidding, listen, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, when, when, when World Championship of Fantasy Football, when Lenny and Emil, and they announced blind bidding in the $1,000 budget, I, I had never used it before. It was the first time for me. And everybody that comes into these high-stakes leagues, they want to know how does blind bidding work, what are the bids for. And, and you know what? After, after this many years, okay, I've been playing since every year that they've been around, and you guys have been around too, and, and, Alex, I don't think I'm any closer, not one bit closer, to identifying what a player should go for or how much I should use in my budget. I, I think that's the most difficult concept to get your head around. Blind bidding is just really, I mean, a mind twist for me. Blind bidding, and I know Lenny's listening, but blind bidding was probably the great, and I don't think they invented it, but it was the, the greatest decision uh, that they that they made. Introducing right. blind bidding to to the high stakes um, to the high stakes contest because of exactly what you're saying, Scott. That nut cannot be cracked, and, and and the fact that you can't crack that nut year in and year out, it doesn't matter how long you play. I mean, yeah, you'll get better at it, and you'll you'll get it slightly. You know, you'll you'll probably guess right more often than maybe the the new guy, but overall, you can never crack that nut. So I think that aspect of it just adds so much. So much to the experience, and plus, I think strategy. You know, just using various, and there are various strategies that people do use uh, with blind bidding. Uh, it, it also depending on on the on the format, of course, depending on the flexibility of the blind bidding system system and the software. And and for us, it's very very important for the FFPC uh, that that is available uh, to our players. Well, I'll tell you, Alex, the first time that I you know, it was introduced to me was from Scott, and you know, I was like, I don't, I don't like this. I, I don't like this. And once I got a hold of it and understood it, uh, I thought, well, this is pretty cool. And especially in dynasty leagues, if you can carry that money over, that can make you, that can make you a rich guy. You can bid on anybody at any time. But uh, blind bidding, uh, it's, uh, it's a crafty type of deal. Uh, you don't bid, you know, in the even monies, not uh, 135 or this and that, you're bidding 138. Well, maybe I ought to bid 139. You know, you never know when that $1 may make all the difference in the world. Or 400, Mike, or 405. You know, it'll be that funny. I'll I'll be thinking on a Wednesday. I'm like, man, I'm going to put about 150 on this guy. And then then by Wednesday night or even Thursday morning, I'm upping it to like 405 because I got to – you know, it's just like it's so crazy. And then you got yeah. other guys that are bidding on the same guy, but these decisions are the ones that will win your league and maybe give you a chance to win this whole thing. I mean, it's just it's just really difficult. Well, I, I think it even goes beyond how much you're gonna bid for a particular player. 
I think it, you know you're talking about the actual strategy of who are you going to bid for first, what position uh, are you going to go for the you know the the big the hot free agent, or are you going to try to to get the sleeper that maybe not so many people are paying attention? Are you going to try to steal someone, or are you really going to overpay for him because you really need it for your particular roster? You know, so there's just so much that goes into it, and this is a weekly. You know, weekly decision making. I personally think, I mean, to me, I love it. I mean, my favorite part of uh, my, uh, the thing I hate most is, is uh, roster uh, decision. You know, roster decision, starting lineup decision. This right. thing that I hate, I hate the uh, that I love most is blind bidding. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree, Alex, and it, it's so much fun. And at the end of the day, after the blind bidding process is done for that particular week. At the end of the day, it's fun to go in and see how close was I. Was I close? Was I on the number? Uh, who bid what? Uh, did I bid crazy or or what? It's entertaining. It's entertaining. Alex, thank you for joining us tonight, my friend. We've uh, we've had a great show, and we appreciate you stopping by to, to uh, spend some time with us and uh, announce those draft slots for the Football Guy Players Championship. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, Thanks, that's Alex Kaganowski. We're going to take a quick call before we get to some more player news. 916, you're on the air with Red versus Blue. What you got? Hey, hey Scott. Mike, how you guys doing? This is Ollie. Hey, Ollie. Hey. How you doing? Oh, pretty, I'm doing pretty good. I just uh, wanted to hear the draft slots come off, in the, you know, hear them live and everything. And I heard my name called first, and – I was like, great, I got the number one pick, and then I didn't realize it was going in ascending order. Um, um, well, you got to come around, Ollie. Yeah. Yeah, well, you guys will be uh, right on my heels with every pick, so it'll it'll be interesting and fun, and uh, I got real lucky last year, and uh, I won the uh, FPC, uh, well, the red versus blue league last year, and so uh, – I'm hoping I can do the same again this year. But uh, yeah, I, I, I love Alex and Dave. They really put a great product together. So uh, I just love working with, you know, just being a participant in their league. It's fantastic. So. And you're on the end. You've got us at 11 with me, uh, myself, and Perry. And then you've got uh, Lenny at 10. So that, and we've got Wayne Ellis at 9. I mean, that's, that's the most tortuous uh, little run there, 9 through 12, that we've seen in quite some time. I'm like, Listen, we've. I want to I want to pick your brain about something. We've been we've been talking. You're in that reunion draft with me uh, yeah. over at Football Guys, and uh, you know that's just a, a league that we've been playing in for for the last I don't know five years or so. And there's a strategy being kicked around here, and Mike, I'll let you comment too. Uh, but the strategy is uh, one that what that um, Captain Hook uh, Perry brought up. He said it's pretty hard to do, but assuming you could get enough of your top guys. He said he would be glad to load his entire set of starters into the same preferably late bye week. So you would lose that one week, but you would have an edge on all the other weeks. You'd have all your starters in action. He said he did some research on this, and so did Allen of 4x4, four four, and it's an edge if you can do it correctly, but it's very hard to pull off. Yeah, and I, I'd like to see the research. I actually talked with uh, Perry about that last year. And it might have been even the same draft that we were talking about. And I had taken a couple players with the same bye week early. And uh, in any case, you know, he was suggesting. And I just I find it hard to believe that you can find the players with the similar bye. I mean, for me, I just look at it like I don't want to give away a week, number one. But number right. two, it seems like you're going to have to reach for players that might be in a completely different tier or bucket below somebody just just to get that bye week and just don't want to give up that kind of value maybe it makes sense if you're talking about very wide tiers but for me i just i don't think i can do that because i just i don't want to give that week away and so i actually do almost the opposite and i know a lot of people will say that bye weeks are overrated but i really pay attention to buys especially in uh, best buy or best ball leagues or you know, especially survivor leagues. But, um, yeah, I, for me it's very important to have as many players at a given position participating in that week just to give me a shot at it. So, well, I totally agree with that, Alan. Yeah. You know, I, 
like I said, I totally agree with that. I'm, I don't want to give a week away. That one week yeah, uh, could mean everything. And yeah, there's and no I, way. Look at it. Yeah. And, and I just look at it like you're going to give up a lot of value, I think, as you go later and later into the draft, trying to find somebody that matches that week to shoehorn them into that in a week you're willing to give away. And I just I think that in it of itself could hurt you in other weeks as well. So, um, right. But, you know. Uh, it's it's something to definitely take a look at. I'd like to see somebody pull it off and actually have a legitimately balanced-looking squad where they weren't reaching for players just to match that week and you know see if see if that makes sense. But you know, this is kind of know, ironic though that uh, you're you're at the twelve and I'm at the eleven, and then in this reunion league, you're at the one and I'm at the two. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so, uh... well, and that's what makes it kind of interesting with with uh, with, with Perry being right there too because. Uh, I think we all know each other pretty well with a lot of the message board drafts that we've done. So um, yeah. it'll be it'll be interesting. So I'll be I'll be trying to start runs instead of uh, instead of catching them at the tail end because I, I I caught Mike Mike I think a few minutes ago was talking about you don't want to catch the tail end when you know three four or five maybe wide receivers go off the board and be catching the back end of that and reaching for somebody you really don't want. Yeah. You might need to look at other positions. So I think it's always better to <clears throat> generally zig while other people are zagging and kind of lead the runs instead of uh, being caught at the tail end of them. So. I can already tell, uh, Ollie, with this draft, uh, with you being at 12 and Scott being at 11, uh, the red versus blue, I'm going to have to uh, – I'm gonna have to lay off the uh, lay off the beer and uh, be be on top of my game as far as commentating because uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys gonna be going at it and I, I'm gonna be commentating as much as I can. I'm gonna be doing the best job I can because it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, when Scott Scott seen me draft live before and uh, I like to have the beers with. It. That's part of the fun. So I try to yeah. uh, you know have a nice little. Uh, edge there and um but right. <laughs> uh, yeah enjoy it. i always look at it like mike enjoy it so i i hope you have a few too and I, i'm sure i will that night and it's, it's going to be a great draft i can't wait for it so ollie we got to uh, run thanks thanks for calling okay. in red versus blue buddy all right guys. thanks ollie, ollie renakovich for red balls has had several league titles in uh several of these high stakes leagues he's definitely an accomplished player mike we are almost out of time we've got two minutes to go i wanted to get to a couple of quick things here before we did you know, I'm drafting in this FFPC Dynasty League, okay? It's got a $1,250 entry fee. Mike, we had a total of 30 trades so far, and we're still in the 17th round, man. This is the kind of excitement that I'm talking about. These Dynasty Leagues are so much fun. The, the drafters are so active. I've never been involved in a, in a more entertaining, involved draft. I was doing research. Of, you're looking at what the guys need and what they're going to have, and you're projecting and forecasting. You've got to do your research on these guys, but this what this draft was incredible. Thirty trades, and we're still in the seventeenth round, Mike. Wow, that's something else. I mean, you know, that, that's uh, being that's owners being active, uh, knowing having a vision of what they want to do and what they want to accomplish, and at the end of the day, uh, feeling good about their uh, draft positions and uh, what they traded away, what they traded, and what they got for it, and. Uh, that's a, that's a lot of movement, Scott. That's a lot of movement. Well, Mike, we've got uh, we've had a, a great time last week uh, doing Spanning the Globe. We're going to return to Spanning the Globe next Friday night. We've also got a special guest, uh, Glenn Schroeder, just confirmed for King of Queens, going to be breaking down the NFFC Platinum League, uh, the five the ultimate league, the the five thousand dollar entry fee that uh, those guys are going to be in, and that will be a lot of fun because that's just one of those drafts that you've got to. You've got to keep your eye on. Anytime they pay out 94.5% in the industry, you've got to keep your eye on that league. So, uh, yeah, we, 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 we've got that going on. And, um, Mike, i tell you what, the FPA has just got so much going on this week. We've got several stories uh, releasing. Uh, we hope to have the reports uh, that we've promised done this week. And, uh, you know, i tell you, I couldn't be happier about the progress that's being made, the, the communication that's going on with the high-stakes contest. I think it's really improving, and it's happened in a very short period of time. So, for all of the listeners of Red First Blue, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. For Mike, I'm Scott. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks, guys.
looking for males. The truth is to look in the tail. You chasing the money, you chasing, you praying for marriage, romance, and your honey. I'm searching, but where does it end? I'm leaning on calling a friend. I'm running and running for someone to lend me your hand or to help me ascend. They shout from heaven, it's what you want 